Sure, the hair is crazy, and so are the outfits, and so is the makeup and the jewelry, but the thing that really dates this movie is that terrestrial radio is relevant. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch Working Girl. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast where every two weeks we watch a movie from the 80s and then we talk about that movie. My name's Doug McCambridge and with me as always is Jamie Lorello. Here I am, With always. a wall of hair. Just a uh, wall of hair. I spray it up. I spray it down. I... I even get some volume in the back. Did you notice that while there were very weird hairstyles throughout, no one at all, no background characters, no extras <laughs> looked like Joan Cusack. That was <laughs> that had to have been laughable for that time period, right? Well, I think she was like the comedic sidekick, so I wondered if they were making her I mean, at one point she has three. I mean, I and I remember that being sort of a look that people did. The three oh, of shades course. of eye makeup going across the eye. Three extreme shades of huge, just huge hair. And they have some shoulder pad action when the two of them are together. That's undeniable. I remember. Now, we've been doing, we do a podcast about 80s movies. So, obviously, we've seen 80s hair, 80s fashions. I don't remember any being as... I'll say vibrant as the ones here in in this movie. Do you agree? I mean, it's late 80s, right? I don't know if vibrant is the word you're looking for. But um, extreme? Okay, okay. That's a a very 90s word. That's You got your... Totally extreme. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Because nothing was vibrant. Like, the colors weren't insane. (laughs) Okay, okay. And and, and I I know what you're saying because, like, the fashion was laid on so thick and so heavy. It was like watching Wall Street's female counterpart that was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to focus on, on the business aspect of this. We got a lot. Or, or the drugs. We're just going <laughs> to go with fashion, be it hair, be it shoulder pads, mm-hmm. be it jewelry. I was jewelry? so glad yeah. that Sigourney Weaver told her to tone down that jewelry. The very next scene, she's oh, taking yeah. it off. She's and taking I was off like, those bangle bracelets. You look sure. a thousand times sure, more sure. professional The haircut, now. too. The haircut, too, made a big difference. Well, yeah, finally she got her hair cut like Melanie Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> and now this is Alec Baldwin. Great cast, by the way. Will you admit <laughs> this, that watching this, this cast, ca- wa- top to bottom, is insane. Kevin Spacey making a sleazy exper- uh, uh, um, appearance. Olympia Dukakis. Uh, it's always Olympia a pleasure Dukakis for me to see her. In one scene. Yeah. And and a thin Oliver Platt shows up. Oh, yeah. 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 This is great. And, and what I really liked about this movie is when I saw Oliver Platt, Olympia Dukakis, mm-hmm. suddenly Alec Baldwin's in this, I'm reminded of those terrible movies 
made now where it's like Mother's Day, Labor oh, Day, whatever, yeah, where they just throw other... 40 actors yeah. at the wall. Inevitably, and... Robert De Niro's in it somehow. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. somebody's kooky elderly uncle. Right, but, right. Yeah, and then they all, like, all the storylines come together and all the characters meet right. at the end at, like, an office sure. party. I was so glad that these characters never came back. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy. I was like, oh, that was Olympia Dukakis' role. And then we don't need to see her anymore. We're not going to experience. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Great. Very Mm -hmm. refreshing. Refreshing. I like that. Well, anyway, uh, we should um, talk about the movie that we're we're talking about here. Yeah, we should say what it is, right? I mean, people might have guessed by now, but just what we've. What we've danced around. Well, but we've only said Olympia Dukakis <laughs> and Joan Cusack, and they've each been in five billion movies. True, so. true, true. <laughs> well, we are talking about the 1988-88 film, right? Mm-hmm. Working Girl, uh, directed by Mike Nichols, with a, like we said, a stellar cast. We've got Harrison Ford. We've got Sigourney Weaver. We have Alec Baldwin. We have... Joan Cusack, um, who, I mean, you got to love both the Cusacks. Is this our first experience with a Cusack in the 80s? Amazingly enough, I think it is. I think it is. And I'll take either one. I love them both, but. Well, everything. We haven't seen a Baldwin yet. We haven't seen Sigourney Weaver yet. Harrison Ford is the only repeat in this movie. That's true. Had you ever seen this movie before? Um, I felt like I had, actually. Like, maybe. It's like sometimes my parents would we would all watch family movies and I think that um this movie was sort of inappropriate. Like it was one of those things where like my parents as we were watching it were like, Ah, maybe don't pay attention to this. And, was it because Melanie Griffith it? is in her underwear for at least seventy percent of the movie? Well, yeah, I was gonna say too, besides all the eighties fashion, there was also eighties lingerie, I guess, because we have Sigourney Weaver later with her cast on in a in a little lacy number too that we get exposed to. This but, no, lingerie looks complicated (laughs) (laughs) i i was reminded of period pieces when you see the women in like hoop skirts and stuff and they have all this stuff on i'm like why is she fastening her stockings to her under like isn't she going to bed what what is is it morning i didn't know what was happening during that scene and why she was getting dressed in these extravagant pieces of lingerie but that weird, that scene birthday. too was weirdly like all of a sudden she's having a surprise party and they're all there and like her, it's surprise, it's your party. And the next, right away, we don't see any party happen. Right away, oh, no, she's no. putting on the lingerie <laughs> in the bedroom and you're like, what kind of party is this? Just well, I assume the party people. already happened in that bathroom or I wherever, guess, everyone wherever was they hiding. were hiding. Yeah. Right. And um, Alec Baldwin playing like a total greasy scumbag like York, was amazing. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is not a character he I could like play. And hair. he was doing an amazing job. Yeah, he was. He was. I agree. Their accents sometimes, though, um, uh, especially Melanie Griffiths and, and even even my Joni Cusack sometimes. Oh, the New York accent terrible. got a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit silly sometimes. You wanted to be like, ladies, I was kind of cringing later when uh, she's in her office trying to convince her that this is a bad idea. So oh my she God, has this when they have that argument. Yeah. And I'm like, is this and accent she's like, what are you fooling thinking? anyone? What are you doing? 
What's she's going got, on? Right. And, and her speech pattern is kind of I, – I mean I'm not saying this to insult her. It's kind of weird and mush mouth already. Right, So right. then to throw this accent on top, it looked like she was having a real hard time speaking. Yeah, it, it did. It, was, it just came <laughs> up. And then the, the 80s whole look that she has going on, you can't really take her seriously when she's trying to like have a heart to heart where you're just like, right, you look yeah. like a clown. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm oh. like, I don't buy you as the most rational character in this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I can't. You're not. You you're can't not. just take a trowel and put makeup all over your face and do that with your hair and me go, you know what? She's really dropping some knowledge on her right now. <laughs> She's dropping some She's knowledge. got it all she figured out. Dropping. Which I don't think she has it all figured out because. At the end, we find out she has a job, but at no time does she seem in a hurry to get back to her job. No, she, she just kind of shows up at the right time, but then she's in that pool of secretaries, too, and she's a good best friend. Okay, so we, we open with that. Okay, we open the film with the beautiful skyline of New York City, right? We got these two ladies, these two besties. Sin, I think that's the only, she doesn't have a list. Cynthia, Sin is the character's name, is, is Cusack's character. Can, can we also say that when music by Carly Simon came up, oh, I was I'm like, so whoa! Excited, and do we hear then, Carly Simon at all? Well, what's that weird song that I think that's at the beginning and at the end, too, where it's like, I don't know. I'm sure it's a Carly like, Simon song. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, Did you I, Yeah, one? right, because it said music by Carly saying, Simon, but. and I went, no, this is a church gospel band. This isn't Carly Simon. Yeah, I was waiting for Carly Simon to start singing at some point in this movie or for them to show up at a bar and she's there She's live. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not treated to that. Maybe over the credits at the end. I don't know. I didn't stick around that long. I didn't either. And I didn't. There was no noticeable. No, they give her a lot of credit and they do not play her song. And we don't yeah, We don't know where, where it's. But OK, so we've got Tess is also. um is Melanie Griffith's character. Tess and Sin are obviously these two sort of besties. They work in the stock market area, like in, I guess, or down, oh, they work I in the city. I don't know if in New they York. work in the stock market. Tess clearly does. Oh, right. They both go to the same kind, they both go to the city to work, but we right. don't really know where Sin works. And Tess is kind of a stock market secretary. Yeah, it seems like that's what she's doing because even when she goes to Olympia Dukakis, and and I love it how Olympia's like, four strikes and you're out. I'm like, wait, can you do that? An employment agency? Can you just say, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to come back here anymore? I guess you have to cut people off at some point, but yeah, it seems that they're just floating secretaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, it is a man's world, and you are a woman. Uh, but you want to break into business, so you start sure. as a secretary. Right. Or as the woman at the end says, I prefer assistant. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Tess, obviously, like you said, she works with a bunch of guys who are, are kind of jerks to her. Even her boss at some point, doesn't she in the beginning, she has to go, her boss gets a call and she has to go to the bathroom to get him yeah. and tell him the message, which is weird, and hand him toilet paper. That whole thing is weird. Uh, Jamie, there are several scenes where people are in the bathrooms of Bathroom opposite together. sex. together, yeah, yeah. There's later on, she's at the wedding, which is a whole nother weird I would scene, like to that say that this is wedding. this inspired Ally McBeal, right? Didn't they have oh, unisex yeah, bathrooms yeah. in Ally McBeal? Right. And that Maybe was all powerful women and men working at an agency together, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, her boss is Oliver Platt and some other guy. Yeah, some I, other I, goofball guy. Ryan's kind of goofy. Right. Oliver Platt, I guess, tells her that he knows a guy who is looking for an assistant. I guess that's yeah. that's her next level because even earlier she says she's taking night classes. Oh, yes, she is taking – she's a hustler. You could tell. She takes classes. Right. Mm-hmm. She's kind of – tries to be ahead of the game at her job. You know, She's going to be late for her surprise party because she's taking a speech class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Why you need to take speech class? You talk fine. And I was like, <laughs> couldn't they get Rosie Perez for the role of the sassy friend? Like, I feel like they wanted Rosie Perez and they're like, oh, we can't get her. Joan Cusack, can you just kind of sound like Rosie Perez sometimes? And Joan, did, Joan did a sassy job. I mean, I would, like you said, not always the best. But she was sassy. I'll give her that. She had to work harder than anyone else in this movie, I think. (laughs) I don't want to put down Joan Cusack because she was asked to do a lot. She was. And she, you know what? She was a good best friend. She delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because she did. So she, so yeah, Tess gets treated badly at work. Her boss is trying to set her up with this, allegedly this new job as an assistant. Right. But she even, she's like, are you sure this isn't just another setup? And he's like, no, 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 it's the thing. Yeah. Which is like, I'm like, they've done this before. Like once you find out what happens, I'm like, this is terrible. Well, before she gets her little job interview, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. She does have her surprise party, which is like seven people crammed in a closet and then it's a pretty good surprise i i i even thought oh she went to class and now she missed her surprise party that's kind of a bummer her life is really sad yeah yeah (laughs) and then we have our first lingerie moment of 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 many (laughs) and i think she even says like can't you get me something that i could actually wear out of the apartment or something like that (laughs) That's pretty good. That was a pretty good impression. That's pretty good, right? Prize party just comes and goes, and then it's done. And we see that basically what we get is that she's got this Alec Baldwin kind of a kind of a I'll call him a jujuch of a boyfriend. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, I love the Alec Baldwin side plot where all he wanted was a boat license. <laughs> oh yeah, and she has later. Like, he tells where? her, "I got it. I got my license," and they're so happy. At the was it at the engagement party? Yes, they have was, that conversation. He's like, I finally got my. And I was place. like, What is happening? Was there another movie that we just weren't aware I, I, of? <laughs> Where Mick gets his boat, right? <laughs> well, it's to show you he had dreams too. So anyway, she's pursuing her dream, I guess, and she meets up with this guy who now we we see a very young Kevin Spacey. Who Who's looks doing kind of just like an old Kevin Spacey. It does, yeah. He doesn't look any different. No, he looks pretty much the same, yeah. He's the guy that supposedly her boss is saying he needs a new assistant, mm-hmm. but really, he's a sleazeball. He's doing coke at the back of a limo. He's hitting on her, grabbing her, putting porn on in the limo to be like, yeah, I need an assistant to like, yeah, watch I porn with like, me. Oh, I have a training video oh, yeah. in the limo. <laughs> Whoops, wrong tape. Unless uh, you're into this. Yeah. <laughs> but she she denies him right away, right? He's got champagne. She spits champagne in his face or pours it on his face. Oh, right? she sprays it. She shakes up the bottle and sprays it all over. Yeah, him too. she doesn't play that game though. We, no. She, we learn that fast. That even though she's a 
She's Melanie Griffith. She's not in it for the 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 being sexy. She wants to be taken Even seriously. No, she's Melanie Griffith. <laughs> so you would assume she's willing to have sex for a promotion. <laughs> well Tess is not. Take that, Melanie Griffith. <laughs> she goes back and she trashes Oliver Platt on like the, the ticker, on the stock ticker. Because now she finds herself in Olympia Dukakis's office, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when she gets her four strikes. You know, you can't but I've got a new job, a new assistant job that I think you're going to love. She goes to another office that's swarming with, there's so many secretaries that work at this so office. Many. So many. Like, what are they doing? Or assistants. They're all I don't working know. for They're Sigourney just, Weaver? So she realizes who she's going to work for, and it is a woman. It's Catherine, Sigourney Weaver's character, right? And she tells her, I do believe that she calls her Catherine, and then later Sigourney Weaver goes, you could just call me Catherine. Yep. And I'm like, but didn't she already call you Catherine before? <laughs> but anyway, it seems like a great job, right? It's a woman. It's a she's woman. a woman. She this even is- comments that she's never worked for anyone younger than her. Oh, that's right. And they're and younger by like, like two oh, weeks. Yeah. It's like Sigourney Weaver looks older. I'm sorry. Yeah, I She agree. just does. It's... Yeah. Again, nothing against Sigourney Weaver, but first of all, she's taller, therefore older, I think. Okay. I like it. Height and age. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love the bow flex that's in Sigourney Weaver's office. Oh. Did you notice that? She's what got like I... a weight machine. She's got that weird other exercise machine too in her apartment because Melanie sits on it at one point. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those stationary bike things, like the handlebars, like you pump yeah. the handlebars <laughs> yeah. while you pedal. There and, is so much great. The, their computers. And their... when she was in her apartment and she's on that exercise bike and there's mm-hmm. a TV and I was like, oh, that's a very modest TV for Sigourney Weaver. Like I pictured something huge, you know, a big giant box. I mean, we just in Witches of Eastwick, we saw like 45 TVs stacked oh, up. Yeah, so I yeah, kind of yeah. thought, I thought some, I was surprised how modest everything Harrison Ford owned and where he lived was but I guess he wasn't as big a wig as the other people or even a Sigourney Weaver in this right? I don't know because I was a kid at the time but maybe in New York City if you were working in New York City and that's what you did you that was kind of fancy looking not the fanciest but it was I work really you know this is you're in New York City, so you're not going to have a huge place. Right. And maybe this so. is something – see, and now maybe we're being yeah, – but we we might be being hypocritical because we have commented on movies before where we're like, how do these people afford these gigantic apartments? Oh, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. we're slamming them because we're like, come on, Sigourney Weaver. Couldn't you, Couldn't put, you have a yeah, exactly. better exercise A little bigger bike? TV, right? A little fancier. <laughs> Even I know Harrison Ford's bed. Don't you want a little more extravagant bed? It looks like you – It looked like know. it was in a log cabin. I saw yeah. that bed and I was like, that does not modest, look like yeah. it's in an apartment in New York. That's- but still nice. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, yes. Still very nice. I do feel like if you watch this, and obviously I was a kid when I did if what I remember watching of it, but if you watch this in the 80s and you were of this age, I think you did get that feeling of like, 
Like, yeah, I want to work in New York City. Oh That's my what it's God. like to live and work and be New York City. Yeah. That was what I thought the whole That's time. That's exactly what this. you're – and like, exactly how you say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this just seemed like, oh, you could just walk out of your job and say, fuck you to your boss. Yeah. Go down the street. Suddenly you're doing the same job somewhere else. New sure. York City is amazing. I love it. You got to love well, it, right? Well, during this time is where um, where Catherine gives um, – uh, Test some tips again on mm. how she's dressing, you oh, know, yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. be more, not Take so much the, modest, but more professional. Right, right. Because she does have a very, um, call it a Staten Island flair to her. And, and I don't want to spoil where the movie's going, but I do sure. have to say one thing. We are led to believe, it's, it's obvious at the end, that Catherine is the quote unquote villain of the piece. Mm. But she was never that terrible. I really felt like – like even at one point Tess is talking to either Joan Cusack or, or Alec Baldwin. I, I don't know who. And she's like, you know, I feel like she's taking me under her wing and she's mm-hmm. sort of showing me – and she clearly is. Like it's not like we see Catherine interacting with any other women out there. And she is giving her good advice. I know what she sure. does wrong, but I do feel that she's – not as horrible a person. No, I agree. And, and let's but, keep but in maybe mind, we're not supposed to think she's a horrible person. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, in the beginning, I don't think she is. It's a, and even I mean, you you kind of do. She does then come off as like a egotistical and selfish. But wouldn't you have had to been to be that powerful of a woman? And you know, and yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's business, baby. At the yeah, end, yeah. like that's yeah. kind of what it is. But I also think that. Well, and with the timeline of the of what happens in this movie, like she is put out. Catherine gets injured after they only work together for like a week, right? They don't even work together that long. I am very so, confused about a lot of this movie. Like, how does Harrison okay, Ford show up and not know that it's the office of the woman that he's been yeah, dating? Exactly. <laughs> Right. Like at, near the end of this movie, when I was like, oh, they were dating, and then I went. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, how did he never notice? Although she had, because she was also like staying at her bar. Like well, she was to all the new. Things. Like several times, she says, "I'm new to the city," or "I'm new to this area," or "I'm new to this building," or "I'm new to something." Like she says that several times. Once Catherine gets hurt and, and is kind of out of the picture, <laughs> she tests takes over her office, kind of lives in her apartment, right? Because doesn't she break up with her boyfriend and then she lives in her apartment? So she takes over her office. She lives in her apartment. She doesn't realize it, but she does steal her boyfriend. Like, how would you, as Catherine, not be pissed when you come back and discover all this? And Certainly. Be a, so is she the bad guy or is she just, like, well, of feeling course, what she of should feel for the, the circumstance? Bad guy because... We're supposed to think that Tess was justified in everything she did because Sigourney Weaver, of course, stole her idea. Like, that is all. Tess! That's the only first of all, bad thing that she does. And first of all, what, and we'll have to, I guess, talk about this when the idea comes up, but what is that idea? Like, what? So, there's a radio station and Japan, I don't understand the business deal they're going for at all. Uh, 
Do okay. you? I all right. I think because I don't want us to come off as totally dumb. So I think well, I I'll, got it. I'll say it. I'm totally dumb. I was like, wait, there's a radio station and okay. Even explaining this, it's going to make me sound really dumb because I don't know what's happening at all. <laughs> I know what's happening in the movie, but the deal they made, I didn't understand. Somebody that. either wants to buy. I thought they wanted to put ads <laughs> on TV. And her right. idea is, why don't you put your ads on the radio? Because Japan, for whatever reason, can't put ads on the radio. But that that wasn't right. <laughs> I, I think he wants to buy a television station. And Melanie Griffith says, no, don't do that. Buy a radio station because Japan is unable to buy American radio stations, but they can buy TV stations. So then you'll own a radio station and your competitor cannot compete with you on radio Uh, it's really i mean it is the motivating factor of this entire movie but it does not matter at all no it's very even that's i think the writers were even like i don't know make it i don't know you want to talk about radio because oh my god i was so near the end i'm like well who's this guy Who's this guy? Why is – does he own a radio station? They're buying a radio station. What does it matter if a DJ is on a radio? It's like I was – I did okay. not – I could not yeah. follow Mm-mm. the business right, of this movie. Good. Neither did I. All right. All right. Good. All right. But okay. in the end, it doesn't matter. I mean no, it's, it's, it's not the really MacGuffin the... of the movie. It's like the thing that just keeps the plot going but doesn't really matter But doesn't matter at all. No, it doesn't. No. Mm-mm. All right. No, and she gets it, by the way, she gets her idea from like, because she reads like Vanity, Fa- or she reads Vanity Magazine, or she reads like. She reads W. Columns, she says, right? I read W, w and I went, right. oh my God, W was around in the 80s? I thought that was a fairly recent magazine. Not recent, mm-hmm. but like 90s, early 2000s. Who was impressed? I don't know. Was it- I was impressed that she keeps no. a folder of all of the she stuff she reads the, about radio stations. All the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's always handy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, to, to back up a bit, to, to, to get in a little more detail of some of what we see. Mm-hmm. Um, when So Tess and Catherine do kind of hit it off, right? And Catherine wants to have this party at her house. Um, and she's kind of planning the party with, I guess, who would be her usual party planning assistant. And again, Tess is just a good assistant. She comes in with the great ideas, right? And for this party that um, Catherine wants to throw, Tess suggests having a dim sum party. Oh, Tess shuts this woman in a plaid dress, mind you, down. Like, she destroys yeah. this woman's idea. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take these notes. But you know what would be a better idea? Yeah. Mine and the whole time, Sequoia's <laughs> Weaver's like, "That's a great idea." Yeah, Tess. exactly. You're like, pretty fantastic. Stuff. It's one. Mm-hmm. She kind of, while she mentors her and stuff, though. Sometimes she did talk to her, and I'm like, "Oh, you're just treating her like a child." That is kind she of. She does belittle her. Yeah, no, she does at times. Well, then, so when the party does happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Why is she serving? She was serving the dim sum, so. Tess has to serve the dim sum and it's steamy. And so she's like sweating over the dim sum. And she's like, right? how weird was that? And her hair's still big. She didn't get her hair cut yet. So her hair's still like big and hairsprayed, but kind of wilty and sweaty at the same time. It's a very unflattering Melanie Griffith overall. It's pretty funny. I did expect like mascara to be running down <laughs> and stuff. It didn't go to that degree. And everybody no, kind of ignores still- her. 
<laughs> well, even this is when we get hints of uh, that Sigourney Weaver's character is kind of this powerful bitch because she's like, oh, yeah, I've got to right. work the room. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, so she comes off kind of, you know. Did you notice um, uh, Sigourney Weaver's fake smoking throughout this movie? Oh, I did see she, like, let one at one point and then puts it right down <laughs> she, and nothing ever she, doesn't light. She lights right. a cigarette almost takes a drag and then goes great idea and snuffs out a just lit full <laughs> yeah. it's not even like they cut to a cigarette but it was the whole thing and she does that Unlit. twice yeah. in this movie <laughs> yeah i did notice that did you also notice how she has a stuffed gorilla with her later and oh what the hell is the mess? I, I don't know i was that when Melody – did you notice it when Melody Griffith was hiding in a room? Holding it, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, what is happening? Is there like a gorilla outfit? I don't know it's... where she got the stuffed gorilla. No, she got she brings it off the helicopter with her. Oh, she, she does. Returns. That's – okay. I only saw it when she was hiding in the room and I went, it looks like a weird gorilla silhouette is in the corner. <laughs> no, I think it was a gift from her hospital stay. But Oh, um, God. Anyway, anyway, soon enough, um, Sigourney Weaver has, is taking the ski trip, right? Yes. She's getting ready for the ski trip. Am I missing anything between here and there? I don't no. Think so. Oh, well, Tess tells her the idea, right? Yeah, right, the they radio They become idea. close. After the dim sum party, they become really close. And right. again, Sigourney Weaver is constantly telling her, like, I'm here for you. We're in this together. This is a good thing. Yes. So uh, Tess gets more comfortable and... Tells her this this idea of taking doing the radio station thing right. and but it's and a thing Sigourney to look at. Weaver has a weird sort of turn where it's like, hey Tess, that's a really good idea, and then right. you can almost see her little gears working in her head, and she goes, sure. But you know what? They already told me they're super opposed to radio. Yeah, they hate radio. Yeah. They're not going to agree and that's, with that. Hey, but good idea, though. Keep right. trying, you little trier, you. You little dim sum, you. <laughs> so Gordy Weaver's getting ready for this big ski trip she's going to take, allegedly with her boyfriend, who she right. thought her boyfriend's supposed to meet her there, right? And he's the and one... She thinks- He's going to yes. propose. She gives her a lot of relationship advice at this point, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I guess she can technically use after what she She can comes... use it. I mean, she's yeah. dating. Listen, she's dating a late 80s Alec Baldwin. If you're dating Alec Baldwin, this is what you should expect. No offense, Alec Baldwin. But <laughs> come on. If you don't see this coming, look at that guy. Come on. With his jet black hair. <laughs> Catherine does leave on her ski trip, right? After giving the heaping advice on her and just going. And during the ski trip, we have a lovely scene, right, where she's skiing and she's like, ah! It is a wonderful scene where a ski trail apparently just goes off a cliff. Because it uh-huh. didn't look like she went out of the bounds mm-hmm. or anything. And mm-hmm. it's a great Sigourney Weaver ski double just yeah. going right off a cliff. <laughs> With Sigourney ADRing in the dialogue, which is just her going, oh! Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then she's broken her leg, and there is no return from a broken leg. And why would she return? She, there are just, up. there are just hunky orderlies all oh, yeah, over her. 
She's got a virtual like party happening. That in the is hospital room that, that might time. be my favorite scene of this movie, where I was laughing so hard I didn't hear a At word of the- dialogue because it was a party, and the doctor comes over and opens champagne and starts drinking it. <laughs> And she's flirting with the doctor. She's like, oh, doctor, I've seen your <laughs> cast or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's – so. but at first when she's hurt, now she's hurt. She's got to call into right. work. Tess, who's only been her assistant for like, I don't know, a week, she's like, you're in charge of everything, Tess. Mm-hmm. You just have to take over and you have to go to my house and just listen to my little tape recorder because it's, it's got everything on it that you need to know. Yeah. It, it's also very funny because her – she says – I can't be there. You're in charge. And Melanie Griffith right. gets all excited and she's like, here's what I want you to do. You got to go to my apartment. You got to water my plants. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's all this nonsense that she's quote unquote. You got to tell the cleaning of. lady when to come. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it appears as though Sigourney Weaver never puts anyone in charge of her business affairs. No. Because if no, but she it's weird because it's not like she takes care of them. She not do any of this. Right, right. It's also weird how how much she gets to get done, Tess, without support. Without, I have no idea how long she's gone for. Yeah. This I don't could know have how, been months. I have no it's idea. It's a very bad break. It's a very bad leg break. Um, and we but know anyway. that when you break your leg, the marrow gets into your system and you just become crazy. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. The I'm surprised it wasn't a scene of Sigourney Weaver just (laughs) barfing up cherry pits all over the place at one point and just rubbing her crotch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Because she's not a witch, that's why. She's just a <laughs> high-powered exec. So anyway, Catherine is laid up. Tess does go to the house to take care of the plants and things. And she finds um, Catherine's little tape recorder where Catherine kind of records, I guess, thank you notes she's going to write and just things to remember and stuff she has to do. And that's when she records this message to herself, Catherine does, mm-hmm. Um about sending a hard copy email, which how about when that email comes up on the screen oh, too? It takes up I the whole it. screen. It's so eighties. I right? love those computers. I love them so much. I know <laughs> it is really fun and very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's when Catherine finds or Tess finds out that Catherine was going to steal her idea, essentially, yes. right? And, and this is, but this is where the movie gets so. Like, I had never seen this movie before, so I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm. And this is where it turn, takes a very single white female turn. When she's imitating her, she'll listen to things on the recorder, and then she'll repeat them back, and then yeah. rewind and listen again. But she like, doesn't I'm... really sound any more like no, Sigourney Weaver. Just... She still sounds like Melanie Like Not at all. She's practicing sounding like her, but she doesn't sound anything like her. Yeah. I just thought it was going to take a very dark turn. I also love um, Sigourney Weaver's home office, which is sort of a Victorian era desk oh, yeah. <laughs> with this clunky computer on it. It looks right. so silly. And it's just in the middle of a big open space. It mm-hmm. is very strange looking. Yeah, her whole, again, the decor, her whole layout of her apartment is uh, a little odd. But again, maybe I'm going to say maybe New York City. So, bad day for 
bad, bad day for Tess. Because not only does she go to her boss's apartment and probably feels a little like, uh, that this isn't hers. You know, right. she's not this high-powered woman. And then finds out she's stealing her idea. She goes home. And her boyfriend, Mick, sleeping with another woman, mm-hmm. shagging another lady in their bed. And then she has a deep moment where she just stands in the fog. She runs away from him. He chases her back. He's like, come on, hit me in the face. Come back. Come on, I'm sorry, all right? Like, not even really apologizing. He's just like, what's right. that? What? Come on. I said I'm sorry. And she... He does say this isn't what it looks like when they're naked yeah. on top of each other. I mean, it is, but it's not what you think. Oh, man. Oh, Mick. She has another one of these, I think, later on when she's just just standing in the fog. Like, she has another one later on when she's just standing by the Statue of Liberty. And she's just kind of thinking about, Just looking (laughs) off into the distance, evaluating her life and her situation. What's going on? Yeah. What is my life coming to, right? And then she must have, something clicks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But she has a she, she has a, an apartment all to herself. First yeah, exactly. Of all. She does not need to go back to that scummy dude's place, Mm-mm. which they are sharing. Because at one point, Joan Cusack's like, "Well, you can't go back to Mick, or he's really worried about you. You don't go home anymore." So, right, you know, right, they're right. clearly living together. But sure, of course, she has Catherine's place. She's got Catherine's and it's place, great. Which... And she even yeah. brings Joan Cusack over to just. Show the place off to her. Well, and so they're trying on... Okay, so she... Right? She's going to some events on Catherine's behalf. She's like, all right, I am going to fill in for her. I'm going to jump into this whole thing. Yeah, well, she finds out that the guy who's going to help her do this radio deal Mm. is having some sort of office party or whatever at a bar. So she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go. And this is the first time where she's in Catherine's office just making phone calls. And I'm yeah. thinking, are all those girls in the office cool with this? Like, does nobody notice that she just disappears in here and is now dressing? Well, I don't, maybe not at this point, but no, later. She, does, she, she is yet, dressing like Catherine. Yeah. Going into her office all day mm-hmm. and nobody seems to care. No questions. They like her, though. She's likable. We see it but at the end. They all we, pull their money together. But we never see – that is another thing that confused them. Like, why no camaraderie like between them. Yeah, why do they like her? I've never seen her speak to one of nope. these women. Mm-mm. No, but at the end, they give her – they pull the together money this for her to just have a night on out. A cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> like, sorry, Mike Nichols. A movie where Melanie Griffith works her way up in an office cannot be six hours. You've got to cut this down. <laughs> it's like, fine. I'll take all out all of her interactions with her office mates. We won't know that that happened. We'll just assume. <laughs> she brings her best friend to the apartment. Now, I thought they were dress shopping at, like, a dress store. But no, 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 indeed. They are shopping in Catherine's closet, yeah. right, for an outfit to wear to this bar party or this, this office party. Um I like it when she's putting on different outfits and um, Cusack goes, it needs more bows. It, needs it just needs bows. like a giant bow on it is what it needs. She really and is great in this movie. I know is. we made fun of her, but she is she's really great. She's got a great. lot of great lines, yeah. too. She says some Other when they find too. out the price and she's like, $6,000? <laughs> it's not even leather. Yeah. Oh, and that's when Melanie Griffith almost passes out. She's oh, like, well, she's shoving drugs down Melanie Griffith's Oh, throat. yeah, well, that's so that she, well, Melanie Griffith now is all nervous because she's now, mm-hmm. what is she doing, really? And she's putting on the $6,000 right. dress and what's really going on here? 
But she also cuts so, her hair, too. Joan Cusack cuts her hair at this point, too. Uh, yeah, Joan Cusack just takes scissors to it. <laughs> and then Joan goes to, to Catherine's medicine cabinet and was like, I'm sure she's got something good in here. And gives her, uh, here, just take a Valium, in, which I guess Melanie Griffith's oblivious to. She takes the Valium, Valium right? Is that yeah. what it is? I don't know if it's and Valium. Then, it's, I don't, I don't know. Some kind of chiller. Right. There are times where people are taking Valium, muscle relaxers. Harrison Ford, the person, I think is drunk throughout this entire movie. <laughs> I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that he was like, Anytime I'm drinking, it's real booze. That's in my contract because there are times in this movie where he's talking and I'm like, he is hammered right now <laughs> because then the camera angle will cut. And I'm like, they shot this on a different day because now he seems totally sober. Day drinking Harrison Ford. I do like when he's at the wedding and he drinks that one big red drink with the straw and he downs it. <laughs> Jamie, I have to say, and, and again, I don't want to spoil Everyone in this movie is insanely charming. I wanted to hang out yeah. with everyone from Joan Cusack to Alec Baldwin and everyone in between in You're this like, movie. You're like, I'll see you yes. Tuesday. We'll hang out Wednesday, meet you for I lunch know. on Thursday. I, yeah, yeah, I was like, I would spend time with Sigourney Weaver. I would spend time with Melanie yeah. Griffith. Harrison no, Ford they're... is a riot in this movie. Anyway, so you're right. She gets a haircut. She gets some drugs in her, and then she goes off to this party where I guess she didn't think because she sees other people from like other walks of her work life, right? And well, she sees, she sees the woman in the plaid dress that she oh yeah 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 whose party That's idea who that she lady kinda, is like you know said and she sees her old boss right? Doesn't she see? I thought she saw somebody else, but she didn't seem to have any sort of weird reaction to anybody yeah. else except for that woman. Well, Harrison Ford sees her. And mm -hmm. he's instantly, like, in love. She's got a new haircut. She's got her cute little black dress on, which belongs to his girlfriend, right? <laughs> we find out later. No, we do um, not. It is important to know, audience, if you haven't seen this movie, you don't find out that he and Sigourney Weaver are dating until, like, the last the, yeah. 15 minutes of right. this movie, which, when it's revealed, seems insane. Well, it's just another, like, layer of there. You're like, oh, all right. Um, but he's head over heels for her. He thinks that she is just beautiful. I think right. the first thing he says to her is, like, you actually look like a lady in your dress and not, like, a lady trying to look like a man in a lady's outfit or something like that. Yeah. He's, so he's obviously, like, trying to hit mm -hmm. on her and wants to buy her a drink. And first she's very, like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. They do do some tequila shots and... <clears throat> I do like when he orders the tequila and he's like, tequila, and then when she's not looking, he mouths to the bartender, double. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but why don't you just slip a roofie in it when she's coming right, back right. turn two? Well, and she insists, too. She's like, no, I don't want to. Just one, just right. one drink. Yes. And yeah. next thing you know, he's just pouring straight from the bottle, mm -hmm. Right. Um, well, there's a lot of it, bottle pouring in this movie where then I'm true. thinking, like, I don't think you can do that at a bar. Like, you can't. As Alec Baldwin, you cannot walk into a bar and go, leave the bottle because what do you charge him for that? Like, that just, that's not a thing you can do at a bar legally. <laughs> but now this is, now we don't know right now, but this is technically his party, Harrison Ford's, right? right? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, she's like, I'm looking for this guy, right. Jack Trainer, and he kind of looks him. around. He's like, oh, you know what? He just left and then yeah. she this is when she wants to leave and it's mm -hmm. very flirty and it's fun 
Um, I do like it when she says, okay, drinks, but I'm buying. And he goes, it's an open bar. And she goes, I know that, but if it wasn't, I'd be buying. <laughs> That's right. She tries to be all sass with them. Yeah. yeah. She quickly gets trash now. It's the Valium. Right? You know, because yeah. even, even she says something like, oh, I took a Benadryl. <laughs> And oh, yeah. it's reacting. And he sort of understands what's going on. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were that kind of girl. Like She <laughs> could barely. She tells him to meet her outside. She's got to go get some fresh air. She gives him her little coat check thing. Yes. He comes back out with her coat. And she is passed out in a taxi cab. She is like, already he in a cab. Out. She has already hailed a cab, got yeah. into the cab, and passed out. Just and the cab is out. just sitting there, I assume, like, oh, no, what do I do with this What point? do I do with this lady? Yeah. Although you would assume if you're a cabbie, that probably happens all the time. I, I can only imagine how well, many times somebody enough. gets in a cab and passes out before they even give an address. <laughs> They're just... That's what she does, and yes. she doesn't really come to. No, she's very out of it. Yes, the rest because of the time. he tells the cabbie to take him or take them to his place. Right. Well, he tries to say, "Let's go to your place," right. but she can't Where even do you say words. Like, it's a really big building, and it's so nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he carries her up a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. This is not a stuntman. This is Harrison Ford carrying Melanie Griffith yep. in a single shot up a flight of stairs. Pretty yeah, great. yeah. Yeah. And he takes her in and it's so great because it is just, she's totally passed out in the chair and it's just Harrison Ford trying to get her to wake up so he can have sex with this woman because it is just like, it's just like, do you want, oh, you probably don't want to drink. Um, It's a little late for coffee. He's like herb tea which who says herb tea does then he's like i don't even have that but people ask me if i want that when i feel like you when i'm in your condition yeah she finally he she can't he's she's not gonna respond but he's not that sleazy of a guy now they do wake up together in the same bed she is in her underwear but so yeah so she she sneaks out on him yes Kind of embarrassed because she doesn't really remember what's happened. She just knows that she woke up next to him in his under her underwear. She's got to go anyway because she has to go to that meeting with this Jack guy. Huge meeting who, with Jack Trainer, whoever that mm-hmm. dude is. And mm-hmm. she's got to make it to this meeting. Mm-hmm. And she is dressed. I can't imagine that this is by accident. She's dressed just like Kim Novak in Vertigo. Like the uh, outfit, yeah, yeah. her hair is so tight, pulled mm-hmm. back. Yeah, she's got this like. I mean, I don't know how French many other idiots going, would yeah. notice that, but me. But yeah, I did notice that. And yeah. so she shows up at his office, mm-hmm. walks in. Of course, it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. But they both do a pretty good job of just pretending they don't know each other. Yeah, yeah. She but says, I lost awkward. my briefcase, yeah. and she pulls out a manila folder with yeah, yeah. all of her stuff in it. And this is when she starts pitching the radio thing. And this is in my notes. I wrote, oh, this is the TV radio company because I did not know who Jack Trainer was, why she was talking to him. This movie does a really good job of explaining how complicated business is. Like she couldn't (laughs) go to the radio station. She has to go to Jack Trainer, who then has to go – to the radio station or at least be part of this deal? What is his company? I don't understand the business aspect of this 
at all. So I don't know what his company does. I don't know. I know. I don't know why she had to seek his company. Yeah. Okay. Um, She does though. And at first him and his little henchmen are sort of hesitant. And then. uh, It's very much like smash cut. We don't know how the interview went. But now we're back in Sigourney Weaver's office and mm-hmm. jo- I almost called her Joan Allen. Joan Cusack is there. Oh, yes. She's with- there hanging out. Right. We yeah. Melanie Griffith has her- Sally Jesse glasses on and she's like, oh, I yeah. think it's terrible. I don't think they understood what I was saying. It was a bad idea. I should uh-huh. have done this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no. And- because. No. Who do Jack- we see walk Jack out of the back. elevator? Jack is back. Yes. Mm-hmm. He goes to this office where his girlfriend works on that floor. I, I guess he's never been to her office. office. Maybe he's never been to her, that, which seems inc- impossible because she thought he was going to propose, but I don't know. I don't know. When he comes, when Jack comes, she tells um, uh, Joan Cusack to quick, you act like you're my secretary. Right. Yeah. And this is again when Joan has some great lines because she, she asks Harrison Ford if she he wants, uh, can I get you anything? Coffee, tea, me? Oh, great line. It's, it's pretty um, funny. Harrison Ford and, thinks it's funny, and Melly Griffith is like, thank you. You can yeah, go yeah. now. And she says something else later to during this. She's just funny. She's just She pretends to be her assistant. So Right. And the deal is on. Uh, Harrison Ford's like, you know what? You got some great ideas. Great. And she gets a new briefcase. We're going to do it. Oh, yeah. And here's a briefcase. You said you lost yours. Here's a briefcase. Yeah. Also, I totally took your dress off, but I closed my eyes. Oh, my yeah, they eyes talked about that. Yeah. He goes, I think, time. I don't remember, but I think my guys Yes, closed. I might have peaked a little bit, is yeah. what he says uh-huh. also. Yes. Yeah. It's very it's sweet. Kind of it's adorable. very funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she, though, tells him, she's like, listen, we're not getting involved. I'm not going to mix yeah, business with be. pleasure here. Totally. Mm-hmm. Plus... Tess has an engagement party that night. Right. Boom. Right to the engagement sorry. party for – it's not for Tess. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. It's for, sorry. The, it's for Joan best, Cusack. Right. It's yes. for Joan Cusack. Um, but her ex is there and that's when he does. He talks about the fact that he just got his boat loan. He's excited. <laughs> he can finally get that boat he's always wanted. Um, so this is – first of all, this is a very – I didn't even know she was getting married, Joan Cusack. Oh, we no. didn't even know that she had Not at all. No, a boyfriend again, or anything. Yeah. Even cut, at I'm the sure. surprise party earlier, we didn't see her with a boyfriend no. or anything. She never talked about. But she's getting married, and it's exciting. And, um, of course, they get her lingerie. What? <laughs> Remember, she opens a thing of lingerie. I love it. Now and he's like, just he smiling. clearly bought it, and he's like, I didn't know if I should put your name on it. <laughs> Clearly, that is his thing. He's like, lingerie, I'm yeah. your guy. That's what I'm getting you. Uh, bar mitzvah, that's, I'm bringing it. It's lingerie. I'm Mick. It's you what I bring. You invite me to a party. You know what you're getting, lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, so- how about the fact that he... Everyone peer pressures him into proposing to her. Yeah, so there's this What is going on? Her- so Cusack's boyfriend, like, they do a toast, right? I think Mick yeah. uh, does a toast, like, to use guys. <laughs> and Cusack's boyfriend is like, what about, or the fiancé is like, what about you guys? When are you guys? Now, they, it, it couldn't have been hidden that Tess is not living at home now because Mick was just caught sleeping with another girl who's in their circle of friends, <laughs> right? That girl looks so sad. But- <laughs> 
When he proposes to Melanie Griffith, they just have a shot of this girl looking devastated. Well, she thinks she's got something going on with this guy, but no. So he's like pressured into asking her, "Do you will you marry me?" And she just gives him a maybe, and she's like, "If you want a different answer, you better ask a different girl." All I I got right now is a maybe. It's so great. Uh huh. And he gets. Yes. He's so mad. His ego is is hurt. His heart, <laughs> I'm sure, is a little hurt. And he's kind of a jerk about it. He was like, you know, you need to make up your decision. And she tells him, you can't order me. I'm not a steak. <laughs> and he's like, well, then you need to get your priorities straight. And they have this huge fight, and it seems like they're over. There are right? so many great lines. At one point, he says, who died and made you Grace <laughs> Kelly? And I had to look it up and I was like, Grace (laughs) Kelly died five years before this movie was made. What is he talking about? They have a huge fight and they're they're kind of over, right? Which I thought they were over when she's caught in the somebody else. But But boy, Joan Cusack really like she seems invested in this relationship. (laughs) Like when 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 she walks in, when Tess walks in, she's like you better go over there. He's drinking a whole lot. Yeah. You better just talk to him. I think he's going to kill himself. <laughs> Why do you care? Don't you know what happened just and a few days ago? And wasn't he a jerk ago? to your friend? Yeah. Right. And she even says that at one point. When they're having their talk to talk later, Tess is like, you don't think that what he did was wrong? That he was sleeping with somebody else in our bed? And she's yeah. like... Well, whatever. He's really sad. So you should make it up to him. He's Alec Baldwin. You know this is going to happen. Who cares? But you have black hair. No one can refuse it. Look at that guy. (laughs) I like it earlier when they're walking home and she's telling him about how great her job is. And he's like, you know, we should get home. This pizza is getting really cold. Again, so you know that he's kind of like... Nowhere. Was not listening to a single word she was saying. She has a lunch date, right? right. With Harrison Ford yes. after this. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> this isn't the one where they eat hot dogs on the street together and he gets mustard on his face, right? No, no. Or mayonnaise on his... No. You know what? It might be. Because this is when he's talking to her and he's changing his shirt and all the ladies in his office, like they practically have their noses pressed against the window oh, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. him take off his shirt. And they applaud him then when he's yeah. done. And the whole time he's on the phone. The guy who they're trying to convince to buy a radio station, they want to convince him that this is a good idea. Yes. And then she finds out that his daughter, because she reads all the magazines, she finds out that his daughter is getting married. So they Mm -hmm. are going to crash his wedding. And this is where, this is, this is a scene where I am convinced Harrison Ford's drunk because they're on the street and he's talking about his office phone and he's talking about what a tough business it is. And he's like, there's tape on the phone. Whenever somebody gets fired, they put, there's tape. That goes up and he's stumbling over these lines. He's like, and there's, and I just, and the tape is so thick and Tess, I, I just don't want my name you know, to be covered in tape. It sounds like Hugh Grant is talking like it's so ah, yeah, yeah, different yeah. than any other way he's acted to this movie. Yeah, and then yeah. we cut to a different shot and he seems totally with it Fine, and just yeah. on pitch perfect and then they go to the wedding. It is really weird. Now, aren't we meant to think, though, and I think it's from maybe this little bitty here, that 
that his character, that Jack, it went did go through a rough spell, maybe in business, or feels like he has to prove himself right. sometimes. Yeah, as, that's as kind of he what is, he's right? talking about. Yeah. That, you know, you yeah. could be tossed out on your ass at any right. moment, and and mm-hmm. you know, I've got I've got a good thing going here. I don't want right. to sacrifice it. Stuff like that. So he's not even in on the idea that they're crashing a wedding for a little while. No, she just says that we have a meeting. Right. It doesn't really say yes, exactly. how or – and first she, I think, right. is like, you shouldn't come with me. It's something I should do alone. And he was like, – that's when he's like, like gets crazy and is like, you can't cut me out of it. And what That's when he doesn't want her to – yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So they go – she's all dressed up for this wedding. She has a fur coat, right? She goes from like rags to riches, right? And what is the theme of this wedding? Is it Caribbean theme? They walk it's got to be because they walk in and it's like steel drums and calypso music yeah. in the middle of New York City. It's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> and they – This movie, right around this time, this movie completely goes off the rails for like 10 minutes. During yeah. this whole wedding scene, for as enjoyable and crazy as it was, I was like, what, what, what is happening, what is happening yes. now? Yes. So they go into the wedding. Harrison Ford's kind of like, I don't know about this. This is really weird. And even she kind of gets cold feet for a minute. She's like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. They get somehow they get stuck in the bathroom with the bride. Right. Well, she goes into the bathroom, I think, to get a breather. He Mm -hmm. goes in the bathroom, too, because like you said, there's a lot of those scenes. There's this is the second time where now he's just in there. He uses the restroom. The bride comes in. She convinces the bride it's a great wedding. He tells the bride, too, like, I love it. It's the best. (laughs) And then they go to find the bride's dad, essentially, who they need to talk to. Oh, Ricky Lake makes a hot appearance as a bridesmaid, right? I... I was How like, was that was Ricky that? Lake? I don't know if that was Ricky Lake. I'm pretty sure it was pretty Ricky sure Lake. Pretty sure it was Ricky Lake, yeah. I had to wait for the credits at the end to see that it was Ricky yeah, Lake. Yeah, it's totally Ricky Lake. She tells him where the father of the bride is yep. or something, right? Or where the, I don't yes. know, she directs them somewhere. And they do, they do a swap. They do a dance where he dances with mm-hmm. a girl and she gets to dance with the dad and tells him, she just cuts right to the chase and gives him kind of the business lowdown. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. make a meeting. Let's radio. do this. Sounds radio like a great idea. Like a yeah. great idea. Of course. It's, it's one of those moments where I'm like, nobody would be this receptive to this. Like everyone would be I like, know. listen, this is my daughter's wedding. Like, right. don't. Even the Godfather, when they go to him, he says, really, you're going to ask me for a favor at my daughter's wedding? Like, how does this guy not go, really, you're going to yes. talk business with me at my daughter's Caribbean-themed wedding? Yeah. What are you thinking? And then, but then the whole time, then they're like, oh, no, the bride and groom must have found out because they look so pissed. And I'm like, right. why would she be so pissed? They, She saw them in the bathroom. They told her right. everything's amazing. Like. Right. Apparently, they've been nicer to her than her parents have tonight. Right. I don't know if they're pissed that's because they crashed the wedding, but whatever. They they skip out of the wedding. They get out just in But time. it's a complete right. success. Like, it oh, is, yeah. They have, deal's going to be it, made, They have right. a meeting with this guy now, mm-hmm. and their, their whole idea, their whole radio versus TV idea is uh, coming to fruition, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. They go the next day to the meeting. Right? It, they almost, what is, right? What they, is this meeting all about? This and, is a weird... This mumbly Joe guy, just like, he barely gets his lines out. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, everything the, is... Whoever the... I don't think he thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> and the other guy doesn't say a word. The other guy just sits there and stares at them. Yeah, just nods or shakes his head or just looks. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
But apparently their yeah, boss they, is listening in on meetings. Cause he they knows a, everything. They he just goes, he everything. And he's yeah. like, oh, he actually thinks that's a pretty good <laughs> idea. What? How does he know it was how? He just knows everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? what is this scene all about? But they celebrate by yeah. having sex. Oh, yeah. Now they're. They're hot for each other. First, she put her foot down. She said, no, we're not. Right. It's just strictly business. And now that they've made the deal, she's mm-hmm. like, forget business. I'm hot right. for you, I guess. Is this the port you were waiting for the whole time? You were just waiting for some some skin on skin Listen, between the two of them? Jamie, this is the part the audience has been waiting for. Yeah. From the we time We finally get to met. see her nipple. Yeah. Wait, what? I, I think have... we get a little Griffith oh. nipple action. Oh man, I must have missed it, Jamie. Oh, uh, sorry. Sad for I was you. I was yeah. all into the underwear. I was so focused yeah. on the lingerie. <laughs> I was not interested in what was underneath. It was underneath. so complex to you. Right. You couldn't understand it. You're like, I don't even understand how you get into or out of that. <laughs> yes. Yep, I missed the nudity because I was like, there's so many buckles. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so they they make it to love, mm-hmm. but now Kath and the deal is made, right? But now Catherine's coming back. So um, Catherine for is, some reason, Catherine returns on a helicopter. Well, before that, what's her name? Cleans the house naked. It's another like na- didn't you see when she's vacuuming the house and she's naked? Oh, she's cleaning up? see, it was a really long shot. So again, yeah. boy, I missed so much nudity in this movie because well, I you, assumed again, she was you were wearing... so overwhelmed by the complicated lingerie. I assumed she was um, vacuuming lingerie, <laughs> which maybe it was. I'm not sure. No, I'm pretty sure she was in the in the buff. But um, but you're right. Catherine comes back via helicopter mm-hmm. with a stuffed gorilla. Um, <laughs> And she is getting ready to see Jack, right? She, what about, okay, so she gets back to her place. She's got a cast. She wants to see her boyfriend really bad, her right. Jack. Tess picks up, now Tess is the dutiful assistant, so she picks Catherine up from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. When they get back to her house, is, do you think it's weird, too, that the email is still up on Catherine's oh, computer? It has been like, up I for see days. You might have seen that email. Jamie, but, um, computers you know, in 1988 did not go to sleep or they anything. They never shut up. They never <laughs> shut up. Still and up. working girls never think to put X out of the email or pretend like you did cover up the fact that you've read it. No, nowhere. But she, she cut she her kind hair. Of addresses she it, put though. on a $6,000 dress. She yeah. wrote an exercise. But no time in days where she's been at this apartment. She just not thought of turning off the computer. <laughs> no, no. So it's conveniently open, and yes. Catherine does make a comment and is like, "Hey, if you, I don't know that you read that email because if you did, you would have said something to me. I uh-huh. assume, but if you did, just know that everything I'm doing for you is yes. for us." And blah 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 blah. blah. Right. Um, in the meantime, she sends Tess out to get her medicine. Jack comes upstairs, right, mm-hmm. to visit with his. And he doesn't have the cojones to break no, up with her, it's right? very dancing I mean, around. I mean, Jamie, she just broke her leg. You know, she's not, she's still recovering. But she's, now, wasn't she screwing around with the doctors down there? Oh, or wasn't I that? can't imagine what was happening in that hospital room. And now she's laying in lingerie. She gets home from her helicopter ride, puts lingerie on right away because she wants to see Jack. 
She covers up her cast. Yeah. Right? She's With like, a blanket. yeah, she even tells Tess, give me something to cover this up. And it's just like a nightgown laying on top yeah. of her leg. <laughs> and the first thing Harrison Ford does is move that it's off and go, off, yeah. whoa. He's like, and he knocks on it. He's like, does yeah. that hurt? Well, he doesn't know how to handle it, obviously. He no. doesn't know how to break up with her. He doesn't know what to do. No. Tess does sneak back into the apartment with the medicine, mm-hmm. hears him in there, and just kind of hides from him. She hides like in he's the gorilla not, room. So he right. doesn't realize that, you know, Tess is Catherine's assistant. He doesn't put it all together. But Tess knows what's going on. Right. Now, they have their second meeting today, right? Their big closer meeting. Right. And that's why he's in a hurry. That's why he's like, I'll yes. stay for one glass of champagne. And he downs right. the whole thing. And he's like, I got to go. I'll talk to yep. you later. I got to see you later. Right. And she, she's thinking she's getting action from him. And he stops her. And now he does say, what does he say? Because Tess is listening in on a lot of this. Tess comes back in and hears how... He kind of refuses all of of Catherine's advances because Catherine is trying to like, you know. Yeah, it's very – because she seems worried. Like we see Tess hiding with this gorilla and she seems (laughs) worried half the time. And then near the end, she seems very relieved Relieved, and kind of happy. Yes. Yeah. And I think she's just relieved that he didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, he's – I don't think he comes right out and is like, I love someone else. But I think he – Exactly. But he does then right before the meeting – they uh, yeah, do profess their love to one yes. another. In this short span of time. They and then they meet with other. a guy disguised as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who is that guy? Who are these people? Is he the guy who owns the radio station that the other guy is trying to buy with their help? For whatever reason, he needs their help to buy a radio station from this guy. I, again, and a I DJ matters. Mark. I don't know. Okay. Question mark. All right. Okay. Yeah, and then later they reference the DJ, and they're like, "Aha! Yes." Because uh, that's what gets her like the deal back, right? When she like knows yeah. about the DJ. Well, let's get there real quick. <laughs> so, Tess leaves her day planner. Oh, uh, right, right, right. On um, Sigourney Weaver's bed. Right. right before the meeting. She's like, I got to run too. Everybody has to leave Sigourney Weaver alone. And she's like, oh, you forgot your your planner. And she goes through it and she's like, Psh! like she well, immediately puts everything together, mm-hmm. understands that she's been seeing her boyfriend been, and yeah. stealing her clients while she's been laid up in the greatest hospital ever. <laughs> in a fabulous hospital. Right. <laughs> And so then during this meeting, she barges in mm-hmm. and basically just drops it all on everybody. Like, yeah, she's an yeah. imposter. She's my secretary. This was my <laughs> idea. Of course, she, she stole it while idea. my leg was broken. Right, right. right. And of course, people side with her. Right. Of course. I mean, mm-hmm. although nobody seems to know who she is except for Harrison Ford when she comes in. <laughs> but. Yeah, and then Melanie Griffith kind of like she kind of says to Harrison Ford like, "I didn't. It's not what she's saying." Oh right, right. But she won't really get into it, and she just she's kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, of course she's embarrassed. Yeah, and Harrison Ford being very smart because he's afraid of his future, afraid for his future. Sure. Yeah. When she leaves, he's like, "Listen." The deal's still on. Let's right. get this thing done. Yeah, let's just get these yes. papers signed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or the radio station acquired. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> oh, 
we go. So as sad as Tess is, her best friend does get married and she has to go to a wedding where there's some more, another wedding. This is our second wedding of the movie. Hideous bridesmaids outfit, very 80s. Um, we get to see another Alec Baldwin one final time. In a blue, in a light blue tux. Like, yeah. it is ridiculous with the with yeah. the ruffled shirt. Sure. And he's with Doreen now. Doreen yeah. is the girl we saw him with earlier. Yeah, yeah. And his boat, his boat business is going gangbusters. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. He's happy. He's moved on from what we could tell. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's even he's even kind of embarrassed to let Tess know how great everything's going for. Yeah, him. yeah. Because he could see she's you know right. Life is busy. She just says, yeah, it's just busy. Yeah. And now things have changed, and the best friend's getting married. She has no now. She doesn't because now that her boss is back, she doesn't even have a place to live. No, right? I don't know where she's been staying. Yeah. yeah, she's down and out. Tess is what she is. Yes. Um. She goes to work. Now she's been fired, of course. She goes to work. I'm amazed it took this long to get fired. Was Joan Cusack getting married after the meeting? Like, did all of this happen in (laughs) one day? Well, maybe it was a Friday and then the weekend was the the wedding. And then Monday she goes in to pack up, (laughs) which is pretty shitty. But she does. And she's getting her little box. The ladies, like you said, all the secretaries love her. And they've picked up a collection for her. Don't spend it all on the Con Ed bill, okay? What? Instead of taking her out for a nice night out, they give her nope. money to it, take herself out some night. Yep, yeah. yeah. It's enough money to get hammered tonight by yourself. Yeah. See ya. Have fun. Exactly. You lonely, sad woman, you. <laughs> Don't ever try in this business. Why are you trying? But so, yes, yeah, she's got her, her box of stuff, and she's kind of moping, sad, leaving the building, and... She falls into a person who knocks the box out of her hands. Harrison Ford sees this. Yep. He goes over to her. She's like, you know, they're, uh, she's being weird. She doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah. And, and he is like kind of, what does he say to her? Isn't he like, tell me that you weren't just using me. Right, Did you right. really love me? Yes. Right? Was the whole thing between us part of your whole grift? <laughs> like, he right, still right. is convinced that this all was a huge scam by her at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. But but everybody from the meeting is there. Like, all those guys, Colonel Sanders, the guy whose wedding they went to, Sigourney Weaver's there. Tess does a great job of telling her off in the lobby. Yes, yes. And then she convinces Jack that it was her idea. Mm-hmm. And then she's able to at least convince the other guy, the guy from the wedding, not to get on the elevator. And to take mm-hmm. a separate elevator with she and Jack. Where she then, this is when she shows them all shares of her, her clippings, <laughs> all of her newspaper <laughs> magazine clippings about how great radio is. But that's how he knows she did where right. she got the idea mm-hmm. from, right? So she yeah. kind of shows where the birth of the idea came from. It's the one good idea she's ever had for the business, which is why in the end when they gave her, okay. So anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I am terrified for her future. Well, that's the thing that she gets the, he hires her and she's like, well, I knew how to do one thing. I don't know what yep. to do from here. Because <laughs> um, this idea has been something she talked about even in the beginning. It was the one idea. It's not like she's constantly, besides the dim sum, she has no other oh, like brilliant business I ideas assume that she presents. she is now <laughs> frantically tearing through the pages of W Magazine trying to find another good her idea for a business. Right. <laughs> But anyway, she convinces this guy it was her idea, and 
They go upstairs, and he even says to Sigourney Weaver, hey, um, Catherine, how did you come up with that great idea? And she does something that's wonderful that I'm sure everybody has done at some point when somebody asks you a question that you don't have the answer to. And she's like, you know what? You're going to have to give me some time. I kind of – it was a while ago. I have to search – I have to look back at my files and just try and figure out – no, no, no. Just give me the ballpark, like like basics. Well – it's kind of tough to explain. <laughs> like it just yeah, goes yeah, on yeah. and on. Backpedals. Yes. Right. Yeah. But and basically, then, he's like, "You're done. You're out. Mm-hmm. You're fired. Like yeah. you're not working for me he anymore." Fire her. Yeah. Which I was like, "Wait, has he been their boss? I didn't know he was their boss. I thought she I was the boss. I didn't the, know I what was going it. on." But he yeah. tells Tess that she now has a job. And to come in mm-hmm. the next day or on Monday or whatever, you're going to mm-hmm. have to start at the bottom. You're going to have to work your way up. But right. she is all for it. She's just happy to have a job again. Yeah. Because Olympia totally. Dukakis isn't giving her anything. No, she's done with that. So she now she goes in to her job, right? Well, first of all, she's living with Harrison Ford. Had a lovely life with Harrison Ford. Yeah. They live together, and I think it's his place, but it doesn't look like his kitchen. We guess we didn't see his kitchen. Wait, last we didn't time. see his kitchen. I don't. Yeah, like... he packs her a, a weird, like a handyman's lunch, like, like a, a like a lunch bucket, like. Yeah. <laughs> but like in like what a construction work, with right? Her like with, yeah, with her it. initials monogrammed on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but packs her like and packs her again. Considering they're like Wall Street, whatever, like packs her like peanut butter and jelly. It's I guess, like a he's packing lunch. a lunch for a third grader. Right. And he goes through everything too. Yeah. He opens it up to show her like, here's your Lunchables. Here's yeah, your yeah. snack pack yogurt. Like it's so weird. It's sweet though. It's yeah, sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It lets you know that they have a little, you know, nice little thing yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, she goes off to her job. She gets into the office. Now, she thinks she's the secretary to this curly-haired right. lady. She, well, she sees this woman in an office on yes. the phone with her feet up on the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she doesn't want to interrupt her, but she's like, hey, I'm Tess, or I'm uh, Tess, whatever her name is, and I'm mm-hmm. here. And, and the lady's like so apologetic. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Here, have a seat. Do you want some coffee? Da da da. And Tess has never been treated like this before by a boss so she's like oh yeah coffee sure and doesn't understand that the office is hers like it is hers yeah it takes her a minute yeah it's really sweet and it's a really nice ending like you see it coming a mile away like it's not surprising but the way the two of them this woman we haven't seen in the movie interact is really nice yeah no it's true it's very very cute even when she's yeah no it's really it's your office Mm -hmm. i prefer to be called assistant and they, and she just takes a minute where she's like, "Wow, she's got a nice office uh-huh. with a cool view." And who does she call her bestie? Yep, yeah. To tell her, guess where I am, sitting in my office. And then for no reason at all, we see Joan Cusack stand up amongst a thousand deaths and start screaming and yelling. Yep, like she did it. She did it. She's in it. Yep, and then, yay! The working end. girl. Yeah, working girl. Nineteen eighty-eight. Right? Yes. It. So what'd you think? Well, I thought two things, okay? Great. First, I thought this was enjoyable. I didn't mind watching mm-hmm. it. It was a lot of fun. It was a great cast. Um, it was it was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. But 
I wish that there was a lot, I guess, like of issue, I guess, that you know, I took with it as far as like, is it really showing like female power, though? Is it really letting us see maybe in the 80s it was? But now I find it kind of flawed. Like the two leads are really kind of fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Melanie Griffith, even though I did enjoy her watching it, I feel like if there was a different woman cast in that role, maybe the part would be played out differently, if that makes sense. No, I, I um, can understand that, sure. But but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It's when I overthink the film and I think, but was it really? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, on a whole, I did. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that Working Girl needs to be analyzed as a feminist piece. I was analyzing it as such. <laughs> so, And when I did that, I yeah, I shouldn't have. Right. But what about you? You seemed to really I enjoy it. I loved it. I had so much fun, and yeah, I did, did not expect it. I am not a big Melanie Griffith fan. She is sometimes yeah. difficult to listen to. Totally. Um, but I was just... Again, everybody just charmed me to no end. And everybody was kind of like everybody is at the height of their maybe not Alec Baldwin, but like the height of their career in a weird way. But he did a great job. He did an amazing job. And I Mm -hmm. was just, I don't know, at every turn I was way more entertained than I thought I would. You were whisked away into fun, weren't you? I really. I really was. And this was one of those movies where at the end I felt like this had the exact opposite effect on me that Witches of Eastwick did because Mm. they were two movies that I had never seen but had heard about. Right. And when I finished Witches of Eastwick, I was like, oh, I'm glad I never saw that before. And this, I'm like, how have I never seen this before? How have I not watched this movie ten times before now? Well, now you've watched it ten times since the first. I I, would I have not. This is not. Um, okay. What was that? What was that Madonna movie we watched? I watched oh, it Desperately twice. Seeking Susan. You did love that movie. You were like, <laughs> yep. Watched that twice. Had so much fun with it. <laughs> no, I yeah. So thumbs up. What do yes. you recommend though? My recommendation. Watching it again. <laughs> I, I yes, watch it again. <laughs> My recommendation <laughs> is Melanie Griffiths. First movie, oh, which is which? It's from it's her first movie. Oh. It's from nineteen. 19- is it called Melanie Griffith's called first movie? Melanie <laughs> Griffith's first, they're just home movies. They're, it's really weird. No, it's, but I recommend you see them now. It's, uh, no, it's a movie called Night Moves from nineteen seventy five, and it sounds. Mm. Like a porno movie, but it's it does sound no. a little yes, little red shoe diary. No, 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 but. no. It's where it's a movie where Gene Hackman plays a private detective uh, who is hired to find Melanie Griffith and bring her back to her mother. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like in a weird way that all gets resolved within like the first half hour, and it's surprisingly easy. And Mm -hmm. if you weren't really paying attention, you'd be like, oh, I guess the movie's over and that's it. But it gets really dark from there and really strange from there. And he's kind of like a private eye who's in way over his head. And it's not like – he doesn't outwit anyone in the movie. Like – but it's it's very dark and Mm. I don't don't even want to get into it too much. But – it's a really, really great movie, and Gene Hackman is an amazing actor who 
Aww. Sadly, he has retired and doesn't act anymore. But if you dig back into things from the 70s and maybe early 80s, he was fantastic. So that's it. I could I could like I, I, like I could have gone with Mike Nichols like his early stuff is amazing sure. but I yeah. decide not to. What about you? Well, I didn't uh go with anybody in the movie. Great. I went with uh I think I was sort of influenced by the Emmys that that recently just happened. Okay. Um and all the the hubbub about uh Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen the show? I have the Hulu not. show. Because uh, I well, don't subscribe I, to Hulu. You should Hulu. You should, I'm sure it's available on some I'm sure I could steal it somehow if I really wanted to. I've heard. It is great. It is not a businesswoman, Mm -hmm. not that kind of working girl, but it is the tale of a working girl. Girls, I should say. And it's excellent. So um, that was going to be my wreck. I am all for that. I really should watch that show. Yeah. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing things. And I will will attest to that amazing crazy it's heavy. and depressing and yeah it's very heavy uh, it's not like a yeah so many times but, but, I, like, I like have all these if you just go through like my netflix queue and amazon prime stuff like it's just heavy stuff that's been on there for two years where i'm like i do not want to watch this tonight i'm not in there i can't <laughs> yeah. do 12 years a slave yes. i can't do and it and then i, I just keep adding things i'm like i've heard this is great not gonna watch it now yeah. though but i'm sure i'll get to it at some point right right and then it just sits there well put that on your list uh, i am gonna put it on my list and then yeah. watch it five years from now when the show <laughs> is done and has been done for a long time and everybody stopped talking about it Jamie, it's that time of year. It is that oh, it time is. of year. It is. It's happy horror. Some people may say it's the most wonderful time of year. Maybe not you, but I think I said that. I think you. First of all, if you are a Patreon supporter, we've recorded an episode and it will come out next week to only our Patreon supporters. That's just for you guys. And it is a very special horror movie. And I have to say that paired with Working Girl, we have hit a couple movies in a row now, which are super fun. And I had so much fun <laughs> watching. It's been enjoyable for you. I have. I, I listen. I think you enjoyed House on Sorority Row as well, right? I did. Yes. I didn't not. I did. <laughs> Better or worse than Working Girl, though? Um. Oh, oh they're too different. <laughs> Different. So different. Yeah, you can't compare. I mean, I guess, no, you can't compare. But anyway, if you are a Patreon supporter or you want to do that, you will get a new full-length episode one week from now. So you'll get three weeks in a row of that's, new stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's right. sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamie, here's what I've done. I yeah. have reached out to uh, people on social media, and everyone has suggested the horror movies that they want us to cover. Mm-hmm. I put them... In a Microsoft Word document. Okay, great. And I've numbered everything. You do not have okay. this document. I never you saw the document. You are simply going to choose a number from 1 to 122. Oh, my. <laughs> I just choose one number? Don't we have two movies? We have two movies. We're going to choose one number now. Oh, and okay, then I'm going to okay. remove, like, if that was on there three or four times, I will remove those. Oh, and so you even double listed. After we, yes, after we cover this one, you will then choose another number. All right. From 120, what's my. Picture? 1 to 122. 
Oh, man. I'm going to say 78. 78. Okay. 78 is <laughs> the movie called Waxwork. <laughs> and it's about, I think, a haunted wax museum. <laughs> So, Jamie, you did a great job. Uh, you did not choose Monster Squad, I assume, to get angry letters. And there are many movies on here multiple times. Waxwork was suggested once by one person. Oh, no. So, if you were the person, first of all, listening to this, who, because I did not put a person's name next to this, who suggested Waxwork, <laughs> let me know so I can give you credit. But we will be watching Waxwork. I can't say that I'm excited. Well, but... you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't. No prejudgment. You're right. It might be amazing. It might just be. Might be. It might yeah. just be. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we are going to talk about Waxwork two Starting... weeks from okay. today. Mm -hmm. But next week. On our Patreon page will be House on Sorority Row. Yeah, it's a good one. Where a girl gets her head cut off and put in the toilet. <laughs> toilet. Uh-huh. And an old lady allegedly starts killing people with her cane. Right. It's a good one, guys. It's it a good one. Good. I don't know what wax work is, but. Uh, hey, listen. I'm not even going to say whether I saw it or not. Hint, hint. I've seen it before. I will talk you about it. Oh, I've seen oh, it. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Am I gonna? All right, all let's right. just find No, no, out. no. Right, I'm just we'll... gonna let you discover this on your own. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will talk to you in two weeks when we talk about waxwork. I'm just gonna be in a sea of candles. Just awesome. a sea of ca what? Candles, Cause it's right? Scary. Wax. No, oh, because wax. wax. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, jeez. Oh, all right. That's All right, see you, see you in October. Bye. Bye. Never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. <laughs> never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance. Looking for a little romance. Give out half a chance. That dress you're wearing All the highlights in your hair That catch your eye I have been blind Lady in red Is dancing with me Cheek to cheek There's nobody here I don't know. Why are we doing this? I'm going to cut this because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. it's a Mike Nichols movie. <laughs>